Well, I was uh, back in the 60s, uh, known as the Minister of Sunset Strip in Hollywood, and uh, I had a coffee house, and the hippies and all would come in, and and I I made a big cross and hung it on the wall, and then I was speaking in nightclubs, I preached in rock festivals with Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, the Rolling Stones, and I, I thought that I'd be staying there, I just did short walks along Sunset sometime, carrying the cross a few hundred yards, and we'd give out sandwiches. Uh, and then in 1969, I felt the the call of Jesus take the cross off the wall and carry it across America and identify the message of Christ with the love of people where they are. That many people think that God's stuck in church and that it takes an organ or a chandelier or something like that. And many people are not going and the youth are not there. And uh, so get out on the road. And, and I've really been, I think of the cross many times like a portable altar. People see it and they stop and they talk. And that journey that started on Sunset on Christmas Day, 1969, walked out, now carried the cross through 315 nations, island groups and territories, every nation in the UN, every major island group of Australia out there, been out to Cocos and Christmas Island and uh, Lord Howe Island and Tasmania and all of those places, uh, completed the entire world. And at the end of that journey, came back, was doing a TV program, and the guy said, I'm a TV producer, and uh, I mean a movie producer, and we want to make a major motion picture of your life, uh, but in documentary form, so people can see you actually did it, and this is, this is what it's done. And so it was a process of gathering up all this film footage and them getting us. I, I remember CNN being there when I was in Beirut, and they came up when I was praying with Yasser Arafat. And and so finding all these pieces of footage put together, and they made the documentary that's coming out now in Australia. And this has been an unbelievable thing to have walked one and a half times around the world at the equator. And today, at 69 years old, I feel better than I did when I was 29 and left Hollywood and don't have an ache or a pain, a bunion, a callus, anything, ready for another lap. <laughs> well, it is just such an amazing story. I've, I've, uh, I'm keen to have a look at that DVD. It's called The Cross, The Arthur Blessed Story. And uh, I actually saw a clip the other day on, uh, on Facebook. Someone posted it, and it was a section where you were in the Amazon and a couple of guys said they were going to journey with you and they kind of bailed. Tell us about that. <laughs> 
uh, that that clip. Yeah, I have Facebook. It's a Facebook author blessed fan. So I've got nearly two hundred thousand on there now in six weeks, and eighty eight percent are young people. But that was I was walking from North America to South America, and that clip that you saw was from the movie, and it was in the Darien jungle. It's the gap between uh, Panama and Colombia, and and the the people say you can't walk through this jungle there's no way through for trying to drag across and i came back and i got two real good strong guys and and um and one does triathlon and everything but in within a week both had turned back saying we're going to die there's no way to get this cross through here um and uh, take a boat fly over and i had a defining moment um uh, I knew for me the question was not if, but how. How do I get through this journey? And I realized that was the difference between me and my friends. And we're, all, we're still friends, but it was how. And I knew I couldn't carry the snake bite kit. I couldn't take the suture kit. I couldn't carry the food. I needed my cross. I needed a hammock. I needed my machete. I waded into the water and into a river uh, uh, with tears running down my cheeks. And I said, the devil isn't going to kill me in this place, but if God wants me to die, I will. Otherwise, I'll see Columbia. There's a way through. And by the grace of God, weeks later, I showed up in Turbo, Columbia. I'd lived with the Choco and Kuna Indians uh, living off of iguana eggs and, and hanging in the hammock and got through that jungle there there have been many struggles like that getting over the hindu kush from pakistan into afghanistan they turned me away at the border uh down at the khyber pass my wife denise was with me and they turned us away and so we just went higher up in the northwest province and across two glaciers with no ropes i mean uh, one misstep and you just fall you know, a thousand feet. It was dangerous, but uh, hey, by the grace of God, we made it. <laughs> now, I've got a little bit of an idea of um, what you do because, uh, you know, at my church here in Brisbane, we've got a, a foam cross. We had to drive down the highway and it flipped off in the middle of the highway. So I had to run out, pick up this foam cross <laughs> and carry it back to the pickup. But I, I, could, I got a little bit of persecution, but I can't imagine you traveling to 315 nations and island groups and territories around the world, you must have had some incredible persecution uh, with a 12-foot cross. Uh, you've been beaten up, you've been locked up, you've faced firing squads. Tell us about some of the worst uh, places you've been to. Well, it, um, I, I never think of myself as having been persecuted. That's within one's own mind. I accept the consequences of life. If you walk with the big 12-foot cross, you're going to get tired. If you're in the desert, you're going to get hot. If it's in Antarctica, you're going to get cold. Uh, you read Fox's Book of Martyrs, and, and you see those who really suffered, and, and many people have suffered today. So I don't see myself as being persecuted, but I have been through many dangerous situations, and uh, I was taken out to be shot before a firing squad in Nicaragua at, in the middle of the night, a long story, very short. Um, uh, them taking me out, stood me before about seven gunmen, and I, my cross was on the other side of the truck. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I thought, we've got Bibles. 
on the front seat of the vehicle to get out in the village in the morning and I had the keys in my hand. There were two guys with me. They were still back in the, in the caravan. Uh, and I, I just turned, stuck the key in the door, grabbed the box of Bibles. The gunmen were trying to pull me up from getting the, my arm full of the Bibles. And all of a sudden, I stood up, and they were all on the ground. One was laying in the door of the caravan, and they then ran away, jumped on their truck, and roared away. And the people in the village said, God was here. We saw a bright light, and the gunmen fell to the ground. I don't know. I mean, I walked in with my wife into Baghdad. My wife and I carried the cross above the walls of Babylon and to the Ur of the Chaldees and Saudi Arabia and Iran. My wife wore a hat instead of the head wrap. And it was, you know, we've been in the dangerous places, but uh, and I've been in jail 24 times. Um, and my attitude is uh, to live as Christ and to die is gain. So when Baghdad and Honolulu are the same, then you're beginning to get free. When criticism and praise affect you the same, when you're not limited. Uh, I, I remember this. I was in uh, East Germany, uh, and I was in Berlin, too, during the time of communism and the time of the Berlin Wall, the Iron Curtain across Europe, so to speak. And we did a rally at Olympic Stadium, and I spoke, and then carried the cross to the top and lifted it up above the torch where Hitler had lit the 1936 Olympic flame. And I prayed and then came down, and the Lord said to me, there are no walls. The walls are in your mind. And I, and I said, then take them away. And once my walls came down, the walls of the world came down, because then I started carrying the cross through the communist countries, through the Muslim countries. I've been through every Islamic country in the world. I've been with Yasser Arafat and Gaddafi. We need to be free. And Jesus sets us free, and free from our fears. And I interpret the cross. I mean, I've had gunmen come, what are you doing here with this cross, Salib, the cross, and I say, it's a flag. It's God saying, I love you. God got down in this earthly mess in the person of Jesus Christ and died for our sins and rose again, ascended into the Father, and his full-time job is answering prayer. <laughs> he said, he'll hear yours, and they'll say, hey, man, have a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know? And instead of pulling the trigger, they welcome you. Now, Arthur, uh, in this uh, this documentary, it talks about how you started preaching this glorious gospel uh, in the hippie era in the 60s. How did you first hear the gospel? When did you become a Christian? What's your story? Well, my uh, my dad came home from World War II. He fought in the Pacific Islands, uh, was an officer, uh, finally shot down but survived and came back with many scars, uh, One some scars on his body you can see, but mostly in his heart. And that's the first I remember of him was uh, being in a bar watching the bubbles in the jukebox. And, and so I was many nights watching my dad getting drunk, seeing the whole bar scene, and sometime helping steer the, the truck as he was driving home drunk. And a traveling evangelist talked to me in a parking lot and uh, out in the country and shared with me Jesus and I invited Christ into my heart at seven years old. Then I started putting gospel material in the bars while my dad was drinking. And 
Then at 13, I prayed with my dad, and he committed his life to Christ. And he said, I'm not ever going back again into those places. And I said, you've got to go back and tell them what Jesus has done. And so the day after I gave my life to Jesus, I led my first person to Christ when I was seven. And and everybody on our school bus and two became preachers. And I've, I had a, I've had a passion for Christ uh, since I was, well, all my life, but especially since I was seven. And at 15, I surrendered to preach. And then I went to Mississippi College University uh, and then out to seminary, which got me out to California. And so that's all I've ever done was uh, serve the Lord and uh, follow Him. And that's the the delight of my heart. Well, I'm curious to know, when you came down here to Australia, you said you went to, you know, Christmas Island, Lord Howe Island, you you traveled around the country. How did the people in Australia receive your message when you traveled around here? It was wonderful. I started, uh, that was 1976, and I started in Brisbane and then went down the Gold Coast and then up to Sydney and then to Melbourne. And that, that was one walk. And, and I mean, people were stopping their cars. I spoke in a number of many uh, different churches. Remember in Australia so many times that people would stop and, and they'd say, well, what, are you, you know, what are you doing or whatever? And when I would start talking about Jesus, many of them would start talking about it. Well, how far have you been? Where, where have you traveled? And I would, I would weave Jesus into my world travels. And, and they, they, they were always, always very, very curious, very nice. And the thing about Australians is that they're all over the world. I mean, there's no country, I don't believe, in the world where people travel more than they do from Australia. It seems like every young person in their 20s takes off to spend a year or two years traveling the world, and they meet up with me around the world. But the response was was wonderful across Australia. Uh, And then I came back in the early 2000s doing those other island groups. Cocos, they were really wonderful, led many people to Christ, uh, had a great time. So for those that are listening, thinking, wow, this guy has literally taken that scripture um, for real, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and and follow Christ. And you've traveled around the whole world sharing this message. There might be people listening now, Arthur, that are thinking, you know, I really need to get my life right with God. I need to become a Christian. Would would you speak to those listeners and and, uh, talk through how they would do that? Sure. Uh, the, The wonderful thing is, is that God cares. The Creator got involved in his creation. God cared because Adam and Eve sinned, and he began the plan that was laid before the foundation of the world, that Christ would come and Jesus would become flesh, born of the Virgin Mary, and live a sinless life. He overcame. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He performed miracles. He showed his power over all the created universe. And then... He bore our sins. So when Christ carried the cross to Calvary and when he died and shed his holy blood, his blood was uncontaminated with sin, he was the perfect atoning sacrifice. And then the Bible said he was buried, and on the third day he was raised by the Father. He came forth from the grave, alive, living. Thousands witnessed the living, resurrected Christ, and then he ascended into heaven, 
And, and he said that he ever lives to make intercession for us. And he sent his Holy Spirit and that feeling within your heart right now that you need to welcome Jesus, that you need to receive him, is God's Spirit calling you, saying, I love you. I remember a man saying to me in Switzerland, I'm, I'm in a suit and tie. I look fine. But he said, if you saw my heart, Jesus wouldn't come in my heart. You don't know what I've thought, what I've done. I said, Jesus comes in, and he cleanses you from the inside out. So if you call upon his name, he will come into your life, not just as a coach that stays on the bench and tells you how to play the game, but he comes into your life to live it with you. So you can pray the prayer with me right now. This kind of suggested prayer that I'm going to pray that that I prayed as a child and that you can pray right now and just say, Dear God, I need you. Wherever you're listening to this, just say, God, I need you. I welcome you to my life. Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. Help my unbelief. Forgive me. As best as I know how, I repent. Fill me with your spirit. Write my name in your book in heaven. I'm not ashamed of you, and I'm going to tell others about you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And now, you declare to somebody, tell your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, some neighbor, I committed my life to Jesus Christ. Find a good church. Start reading the Bible and, and get strong in the Lord. And he is with you. You say, but I may not be perfect. I may, I may say another curse word. Listen, you don't fall out of his grace. You fall into his mercy. You're a new creation in Christ, and he'll give you strength. And when you see you've done something wrong, right that moment, say, Lord, forgive me. Fill me with the power of your spirit. I don't want to make that same mistake again. And he will give you strength to live in the power of the Spirit. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and, and the most important story of all, the, the gospel. And uh, if people would like to find out more about the, uh, the DVD or the movie The Cross, the Arthur Blessed story, the website to go to is www.movieschangepeople.com. And uh, there you'll find out all the information. You might like to screen the uh, the movie at your church or play at a local school or community centre. Uh, just go to movieschangepeople.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Arthur. Yes, and uh, you can also go to blessit.com, B-L-E-S-S-I-T-T.com, and there's a link over to my Facebook and all other kind of... And you can see the crosswalk trips. There's every nation listed, and you click on it, and you can see the crosswalk through there. God bless you all, and thanks for having me. Mate, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. There you can also find links to Facebook and Twitter, and also you can make a donation if you'd like. Thanks for joining us, and remember, what's the point of getting out of bed if you can't make history? I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.